Hey guys, this is Sarah Beth, and you are listening to episode 40 of the Simply 127 podcast. This will be the last episode of season two. We did a few monologue podcasts in season one, mostly because of COVID, but this will be the first and only solo episode of season two. So you're stuck with just me today. (laughs) I wanted to try and give you a few different kinds of information. So hopefully everyone will find something interesting in this episode. So if you love numbers and data, then I have some of that for you. And if you love storytelling and heartstrings, then I have some of that for you. And for you diverse people who love all of those, just stay tuned and hopefully everyone will find something that they enjoy about this episode. Um, I was looking through our podcast information the last week or so, and I thought you might be interested to learn a little more about who is listening, what are some favorite episodes, where are people listening from, those kind of things. So we're going to start with that. First, I mentioned this a few episodes ago, we crossed over the 5,000 downloads mark. We're right around 5,200 downloads um, for total for both seasons. So some of you might find that interesting. (laughs) And then I wanted to look through the most downloaded episodes of season two. Now, remember, if you're one of the later episodes of season two, these accumulate over time. So Uh, It's really at a disadvantage if you were just a recent um, interviewee. (laughs) But so far, the most downloaded episodes of season two are episode number 21, which is Tony Morita, who's my friend and pastor here at Imago Day Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. And he really gives a good foundation for the theology of orphan care and what the Bible says about justice and mercy ministry. So I encourage you to go back and take a listen to that one. And then episode 23 was another popular one. That's my good friend, Michelle Suffrage. And she talks about the ministry that she founded, Refugee Hope Partners, and the work that they're doing to welcome refugees in the Raleigh-Durham area. And then episode 36, um, Dustin Dozier is a pastor at a church outside of Greenville, South Carolina, and he's also an adoptive dad. So we'll put those three episodes in the show notes If you miss those, you can have a chance to take a listen, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. And then I did go back and look at the most downloaded episodes from season one. And again, they accumulate over time. So I think I did this about a year ago, but just to give you guys an update, (laughs) still the very most downloaded episode is episode three, which is my friend Eleanor Wells talking about compassion fatigue and the importance of taking care of yourself as you're doing ministry, working with vulnerable people. Um, And then episode number one is where my friend Laura Steele interviews me and just kind of hears a little bit about my journey um, to leading 127 Worldwide and what took me down that path. And then episode 12 is a conversation between me and one of our local leaders, Peter, who lives in Nairobi, Kenya. And this is one we always kind of encourage people to listen to because I feel like not many people are having conversations like this on podcasts. And Peter and I just talk about some really difficult situations. I ask him some hard questions about working with Americans in cross-cultural ministry, and he gives some very honest answers. So that's one that I pretty frequently recommend to people. (laughs) Um, And then I was curious where people are listening. And so, so far we've had downloads from 46 states. 
So I'm just going to put a shameless plug. If you guys know anyone from Alaska, North Dakota, Connecticut, or New Hampshire, you really need to tell them what they're missing out by not listening to the Simply 127 podcast. Um, So if you know anybody in those states, you can ask them to download an episode. That would really make me happy. Um, um, I'm actually surprised that there are as many states as there were. And also we have had downloads from 21 countries on six different continents. So again, if you know anyone on Antarctica, that would be super helpful if you could just share an episode with them and have them (laughs) download it. I have also enjoyed looking back over the last few weeks, just the the diversity of people, professions, and conversations that we've been able to have during the first two seasons of the Simply 127 podcast. And I just made a a list of those just to kind of give you an idea. It's not exhaustive, (laughs) but we have interviewed pastors, nonprofit leaders, stay-at-home moms, adoptive parents, foster parents, authors. Um, five of our 127 Worldwide local leaders. We're actually in four different locations, but one location has two leaders. They're working on a form of succession planning. You'll hear more about that in just a few minutes. Um, So we've actually had all five 127 partners on the podcast. And then also business owners, and last but not least, a fish biologist. (laughs) So I just love the creativity of God and all of these people learning to tangibly live out James 127 in different ways, and just their willingness to come on the podcast and share part of their story with us. So we're always open to new ideas for guests. If you have any, feel free to reach out and let us know. We would love to pursue anybody that you think would be interested in joining us for a conversation. And then I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, I have kind of two random things I thought you might be interested in. If you know me well, you won't be surprised. They're not exactly related, but there's, they're kind of just random, but I think maybe you'll find them interesting. <laughs> so the first one is our staff at 127 Worldwide reads books together every quarter Um, This is something we introduced in 2019 when I made one of the best decisions of 127 Worldwide's history, and that was hiring Manny Prieto as the Director of Operations. You can also hear him in Season 2. He and Jillian share their story of adoption out of foster care. Um, So feel free to listen to his episode. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, But anyway, Manny and I alternate choosing a book every other quarter. And this, if you know Manny or I, gives us quite the diverse choices. (laughs) So I just wanted to share that this year we have read um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. The second one was Misreading Scripture with Western Eyes by Randolph Richards and Brandon O'Brien. The third one is The Choice. It actually has three authors, Scott Hogue, Scott Roden, and Wesley Wilmer. And this is ECFA, which is the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Um, They put this book together uh, about measuring kingdom outcomes in ministry and how we can measure things that matter. And then the fourth book that we're going to start this next quarter, starting October 1, is Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland, and we thought this would just be a good book as we get ready for Christmas, just looking at the humility of Christ and to kind of get us in the season for celebrating Christmas. So, sometimes we read books about productivity, goal setting, healthy engagement um, with vulnerable communities, spiritual growth and development, 
our staff is made up of some pretty nerdy people (laughs) and that's not offensive to them. I'm definitely one of the nerdy people. And so I'm saying that as I'm including myself in that, no one is going to take offense to that comment. (laughs) We embrace our nerdiness at 127 Worldwide. So anyway, I would love to know if you have any book recommendations for us to read in 2022. Again, feel free to give us some of your suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. Or if you're interested in any of the books that I mentioned, I would love to share more. Just feel free to reach out. Another thing that I thought you would find interesting is how I met each of the current 127 Worldwide partners. It's a question that I get often. And as you know, from now until the end of the year, we're celebrating 10 years of 127 Worldwide. And we're just reflecting, thinking about God's faithfulness and how He's orchestrated some of these relationships and some of these meetings. And so, I'm excited to share more details. Our staff is excited to celebrate together with our advocates and our local leaders. Um, That's culminating on December 7th. That's our actual 10-year birthday. So anyway, I recently wrote an essay about how I met Rose. She was the first 127 Worldwide partner. Um, It's not quite ready for your eyes to see yet, but you can be on the lookout for that. (laughs) Um, Rose and I first met via email and AOL Instant Messenger. I'm sure that is a blast from the past for some of you. (laughs) Um, We met in 2006, and she had recently started a school in 2005 in rural Western Kenya, and she was reaching out to organizations looking for soccer equipment. Um, I was working for a sports ministry called International Sports Federation. It was outside of Atlanta, Georgia, and we call it ISF for International Sports Federation. Um, Anyway, I received an email inquiry um, where Rose was asking for soccer balls, pumps, needles, and we were pen pals um, for a whole year before I finally convinced my boss at ISF to let me take a team to Kenya to see all that Rose was doing, learn about her work in the community. And so I first met her in person in 2007 in the Nairobi airport. Um, So that's just a quick how I met Rose. And then this was actually four years before 127 Worldwide started. And I actually met Jeffrey, our partner in Uganda, in a similar way. Um, There was a pastor in Oklahoma who'd been to Uganda and had met Jeffrey, and this pastor also knew my boss at the sports ministry, ISF. And Jeffrey and I met online in 2007 as well, and he wanted soccer equipment as well. (laughs) So ISF sent him a team to Uganda in 2008 and 2009, but I finally met Jeffrey in person in 2010. And Amanda Walton, who's on the 127 staff today, um, she and I went to the Uganda-Kenya border, and we met Jeffrey right across the border. We, we were staying in Kenya, and he drove to the border to pick us up. So we actually made a really long drive from the Kenyan border to the very northwest corner of Uganda. Um, the town is called Nebi, um, N-E-B-B-I, if you for those of you context people who want to Google it. (laughs) And that was just a really special trip. Um, We actually prayed over a piece of land that Jeffrey had already purchased. (laughs) And it's the land that would become Acres of Hope, Uganda. And that day in 2010, it was in the fall, and we prayed that people would join Jeffrey, they would catch his vision for Acres of Hope. 
And honestly, one of the greatest joys of my life has been watching God answer that prayer over and over in the last 11 years. So that was just a really special time. And so thankful to just share that with long, longtime friends. And then the third partner I was able to meet is Peter, and he and I actually met in Nashville, Tennessee in the fall of 2011. Um, Peter was visiting a partner ministry in Nashville, and my friend Shannon introduced us. He had come to her church talking about the work that he was able to do working in the slums in Nairobi, and then she knew that I was interested in working in Kenya, and so she connected us. So immediately when I met him, he began telling me about um, the work in Kibera. It's the second largest slum in Africa. And I was immediately hooked. And for those of you who've met Peter, know how he is like a magnet. And once you hear um, how God is using him, you just really want to be a part of it and to join in any way possible. And so the day I met Peter, um, actually, my mom had just passed away a few months before I met Peter. And so he was just very transparent with me talking about his mother who passed away in a car accident years ago when Peter was a, a late teenager. But we just quickly bonded over talking about grief and losing our amazing mothers and just fell into a um, below the surface conversation really quickly, which I, if you know me, you know that is a way to my heart to not talk about surface things. <laughs> so also on the day I met Peter, we realized that we were born on the same exact day, the month, same day, same month, same year. And so P Peter teases people that God must have really wanted to bless the world on that day. <laughs> and so a few months later, I found myself in Kenya, in Nairobi, meeting Peter's staff, and um, that's when I was able to meet his right-hand man, who is Chris, and Chris grew up as a, a product of Peter's ministry in Kibera. Peter was discipling Chris. So today, Chris is preparing to lead Swahiba in the next generation, and we kind of think of Chris and Peter as joint partners at Swahiba, and we're really excited. It's almost like a Paul and Timothy relationship where Chris is growing in maturity and confidence to lead Swahiba, and Peter is um, ready to pass the baton on and see what God has next for him. And basically, we just get a front row seat to watch that happen, and we're very excited about that. And then the last partner that I was introduced to is David, and he is in Guatemala. So, in 2015, we were interested in expanding our local leaders, and several people had recommended established ministries with local leaders who were doing great work in Guatemala. And so, I knew a few people who were missionaries in Guatemala, and a, an acquaintance connected me to a driver named Jose, and Jose's mom also managed a guest house where I stayed. And as Jose was driving me around these places, I just kind of had a list of ministries that I'd heard about, had questions for, wanted to meet the leader. And he began asking questions about 127 Worldwide. And so probably after a, a day or so of him driving me to these different ministries, he um, asked me for permission to speak freely, which made me smile. Of course, I said yes. And he said, it seems like the places I'm driving you to don't match what you're telling me about the kind of partners 127 is looking for. 
And I just really appreciate that. He was so bold and I was so grateful and he was right. So we had been driving to these well-established, well-funded, long-standing ministries that were doing great work. Um, but I kind of I, I so appreciated the bold question and I returned the bold question to him. And I said, do you know anyone who fits more of what you're hearing me say about 127 Worldwide? So um, the end result from that is he introduced me to David. David came to Jose's mom's guest house and I was able to meet David. The next day I met David and his wife for coffee and lunch. And um, the rest is history. From 2015, we just began that partnership of conversation um, it is. It was a little bit different because David is a pastor of a church who has planted a church in a vulnerable community. And so, kind of just figuring out what are the best ways for partnership? What does partnership look like with a full-time pastor? And so, that's definitely been um, some great conversations that we've had over the years. And that's one thing I really love about 127 is we don't have this cookie-cutter model way of what a local leader looks like, what our ministries in other countries look like. We really get to cater to God is creative. Just like we were talking about earlier with the podcast guests, God is a creative God. He allows us to be a part of what He's doing among the nations. He's already placed people in these vulnerable communities who have a passion and a desire to share the gospel, to build relationships, who can speak the language, who can relate to... Um, the members of these vulnerable communities. And so I think David is just kind of a, a perfect um, example of how we've seen God work in creative ways. So that's how I met all of the current 127 Worldwide Partners. And as I mentioned earlier, we're excited to be celebrating. It's been so fun for me just to think back of these stories of how I met a lot of you, um, our advocates, our partners, our donors, and just all that God has done through 127 in the last 10 years. And so this last quarter, culminating on December 7th. That's our actual day that we got the letter back from the IRS. I know many of you have heard this, but it's actually 12-7. So it's 1-2-7. Um, I just think that is is a neat little um, exclamation point. <laughs> so we're celebrating um, all the way through the end of the year, but December 7th is our actual 10-year birthday. Anyway, I think I've said we're excited, <laughs> and as I attempt to land the plane, I just want to say that our staff is doing an amazing job right now. I'm very excited about the people that we have on our team. We were able to all be together in Raleigh last week for some end-of-quarter meetings and fellowship time, and I guess I'm just feeling really grateful. As we wrap up Season 2 of the Simply 127 podcast, as, as we enter into this time of celebration and reflecting on a day decade of ministry and all that God is doing. Um, specifically with the podcast, I'm really just excited. I feel like we've created a space for some great conversations. As we mentioned earlier, some diverse conversations. Um, I did want to let you know that we are taking a break for a while before starting season three or even talking about what season three might look like. <laughs> um, we're planning to release a few shorter episodes throughout the 10-year celebration. They'll be more just fun, reflective, kind of um, short episodes. So um, be on the lookout for those. We'll post those on social media. 
And then once again, just want to thank you for continuing to push play. Um, Remember to share with your friends, especially if you know people in North Dakota or Antarctica that might benefit from hearing um, all about the Simply 127 podcast. Um, Happy fall. I know this is a lot of your favorite times of year for me too. I'm just loving this a little bit cooler weather and um, boots and sweater season. And I hope you find some ways to tangibly live out James 127 during the holidays. Um, Stay tuned, stay in touch, and thanks so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.